0: And hi, everyone. Welcome to HubShots episode 197. In this episode, we chat about the tiny but mighty HubSpot pop up form feature plus dashboard libraries, business innovation in the current environment. You're listening to Asia Pacific's number one HubSpot Focus podcast, where we discuss HubSpot's tips, tricks, features, and strategies for growing your sales and marketing results. My name is Ian Jacob from Search and Be Founder with me is Craig Bird from Zen Systems. How are you, Craig?
1: I am well. I am healthy and I am driving my wife nuts. <laughs> working from home, I've been working from home for a week now and oh, my poor wife, I don't know how she puts up with me. I've taken over the living room and <laughs> with my setup and causing chaos. So we're both quite introverted people. It's so nice and clean, your living room, Great. <laughs> I know. If, if anyone's watching this on YouTube and can see the video, we've both got nice backgrounds on our Zoom call. All things considered, doing really well. How are you doing? Are you, I'm you've good. got it worse than me. You've got kids I know. Uh,
0: I think my wife's had it with the kids. Uh, she's about to send them back to school for the last week <laughs> of school just to get some Saturday back before three yeah. weeks of holiday. So let's see what happens.
1: Yeah. Look, shout out to everyone that's working from home and uh, struggling through it all. Hang in there. You're doing a great job.
0: Making it better for all of us. Yeah. So. Mm. So listeners, we'd love for you to connect with us on LinkedIn. Just search for us. There are links in the show notes to connect with us. we love to hear from you. So please take the time to do that. And yeah, you never know what might come of it. And we've got a special shout out as well, don't we, Craig?
1: We are shouting out to Nifty Nick Zanny and the Sydney team. Uh, Thanks, Nick, for your weekly emails. He sends us emails with tips, wisdom, advice. Thanks, Nick. Much appreciated. Fantastic. All
0: right, Craig, our HubSpot marketing feature of the week, Craig. All
1: right. So, Um, you know, I love HubSpot forms.
0: You know what? And this feature, I think, is one of those features that keeps getting better and better, doesn't it?
1: We've spoken about this before, Uh, I'll explain what it is and then hark back to when we chatted about it, but it's an update to the pop-up forms. You might recall a pop-up form, you go through a few screens, create a form, submit, and then what happens? Now they've added this option on the setup screen before you get to the setting up a form, the call-out screen, where you actually don't have to have a form as the next step. You can just have a button or a link or a calendar invite, a meeting link. So it's really cool. And this do you remember we spoke about this i th- i think i feel like it was only a month or two ago where i'm saying Good. you know what the only thing i i really want in pop up forms is the ability to just promote almost like a cta and not have a form yes. but just something that i can point to somewhere else and ta-da, here it is. So I love it, this feature. Now, I'll just, we've put a screenshot in the show notes. And I'll just remind people, this is on the call-out page. So this is when you're setting it up. This is not the thank you page, which has very similar options. And you might think, Great. oh, no, that's been there for ages. It has been there for ages on the thank you screen. But this is on the call-out tab. So check that out. Very handy. Um, I'll, I'll just mention one other thing. And by the way, I reckon they will have to change it from pop-out forms to pop-ups. Now that they've got this, but the reporting is still based on submissions. So even when you look at reports, you'll see how many impressions it got, but often because there's no form, there will be no submissions, but I'm sure they'll update that reporting to show how many links or clicks there were dependent on what type of call out you had.
0: And Craig, our sales feature of the week. And this was something that we came, I had to find a solution to it. We had uh, sales teams that we work with and they have multiple deals because they were dealing with dealers. So there could be multiple deals and all of these guys are on the road. And so what happens is that they try to look up a deal against that company and they get these massive long list of deals. And they're like, which one? Like, it's so hard to find it. Anyway, so one of the things that I kind of tried to do was work out, well, how do I get this to be better for them? So what we did is we created a view in the deal section and made that available for each salesperson or however they wanted to use it. So maybe it was all deals at a particular stage with maybe some other criteria. And so easily on the mobile app, they can click through, look at that view on the app and see the deals that they want to. And I think that's made life a lot easier. So that's a little tip and a trick for mobile sales teams that are on the road.
1: I'm interested in your experience with people using the mobile app because when I've spoken to you, you've said, yeah, a lot of your clients use the mobile app and they're doing deals on there. Is that, is that your, your experience? They're so not
0: necessarily doing deals on there. They're actually using it to keep a track of deals or even just checking when they're out talking to people. So where things are at, if it's maybe waiting on somebody. I haven't seen too many people putting deals that generally happens while they're at on their, you know, laptop or desktop, putting it in. But slowly, I think that's changing. Like people are creating deals as they're traveling on the road so they they can keep a track and they're not losing sight of things. So we'll see. I'll have more on that. Right. Yeah, that's a very cool feature. And what is our extra of the week, Craig? Okay, a little HubSpot extra. And thanks to Tara
1: for alerting me to this she found it on the hubspot community forums and it's a little tip you know when you go and create a view and you might want to put in criteria and there's a ton of entries you want to put a criteria and you think oh can i just paste a huge long list in there so we had this case for a client uh they want to create a list of everyone that's this was a warranty registration database they had hundreds of different products in there and they had product groupings they want oh create me a list of people that have purchased one of this 50 or so products and then another list with another and we're like well could you just paste them in no you can't because then it creates criteria matching that with list well okay. quick tip you just go to a spreadsheet put all that list in one column then you put semicolon in another column And then you copy that and then you paste it in. And just by splitting it up with the colon or the semicolon, bang, they all go in as items. And so, we've got a link in the show notes. That is gold. And thank to JSG3 on the HubSpot community forums for that tip. It will save you a lot of
0: time. That's right. And you've also got dashboard libraries now, Craig. So, this is... Most people are often confused. They're like, oh, I've got these dashboards. I'm trying to add these widgets, which are reports. And now what they've done is they've created this library of report dashboards, essentially, so that you could choose. So this is going to lead to other things, isn't it, Craig?
1: I think so. So at the moment, it's just a nice grouping. It's not like there's extra functionality. It's just saving you a few clicks, and you can choose this library. Ah, that dashboard, like example, sales rep dashboard, bang, it'll. Come pre-filled with those six or seven or eight reports, depending on which one you choose. Now, that's all fine. But I think the big thing that's going to happen here is they will open up sharing of dashboards, maybe on the app marketplace or maybe within the portal. Because I can imagine you create custom reports. So, you go into your reports, you create a whole bunch of custom reports. You might have six or seven different custom reports that you've tailored. And we would call them report widgets. But HubSpot yep. calls them reports, put that on dashboard. Now, I want to share that from my portal to you, Ian. Oh, how would I do that? I think there'll be a link where I can share that kind of dashboard configuration straight over yes. to you. And then it'll be oh, on the app marketplace. There'll just be this kind of sharing. I don't know quite how they'll implement it, but it's, it's almost just like a sharing set that you can Correct. share or make publicly available. Similar to how Google Analytics has those templates and they have a whole temperate library that people can share theirs.
0: Excellent. Something to look out for. Now, Craig, we always have a gotcha of the week. And what's the gotcha this week? We are gotcha free this week. No gotchas. (laughs) And thank you to Damesh and the team and the product team for making sure there are no gotchas for this week. Thanks, Damesh. All right, Craig, now marking tip of the week. And I'm sure a lot of you have been using Zoom or Google Hangouts and other things to communicate with people in the current environment, and even a lot of things have shifted to it. So one of the things I want to do say is that, like we've used it a lot this week, I've sat on (laughs) days worth of Zoom calls. There was one actually I sat for an entire day on, Mm. and we went in our rooms. So uh, great functionality. But one thing is, if you're using HubSpot, you can integrate Zoom into HubSpot. So when people are booking meetings, you can actually get that link generated straight away. Or if you're sending or you're booking time with people, you can actually straight away send a Zoom link straight from HubSpot, saving you heaps of time and have to log in and do all sorts of things. A great feature. What is something else, Craig, that people can use if they're using Zoom and we've got kids and we've got next to noisy roads? What is another great feature they can use? Well, I, I can't remember who
1: put this on to me, but it's a great tip. It's a tool called Crisp K R I S P dot AI, Crisp.ai, and it's a little plug-in you install it on your Mac or Windows. Actually, they've got a mobile app as well. And it uses AI and machine learning and any other buzzword you wanna put in there to cut out background noise. And so on this Zoom, you and I are recording the tonight's podcast via Zoom. I'm actually using it. I've integrated it with Zoom and it cuts out all the background noise because if I were to take it off, you would hear a lot of echoing because I'm at home, I'm not in my office, you know, I'm at home. Very lots of um, hard surfaces here, They're very echoey and booming. And Chris just takes that all out any background noise takes it out. So it's really good. I've included a link in the show notes with my referral link. So just disclaimer, it's a referral link. I do benefit from this, but you benefit as well. If you install it, go via my link, you get I think a month's free, Month with free, it. and and okay. I think I get two months. So listeners, yep. just be aware I get a benefit out of this. If you um, maybe we should put a version without the referral link if people don't like referral links.
0: If you don't but, like referral links, just type in the URL.
1: <laughs> yeah, just go. Anyway, all the team are on it now, and it's it's just yeah, it's really good. It's made the calls a lot better. And I was on a call the other day, and someone next door was hammering away in the wall. I don't know they're putting up a. I don't know, drilling holes and putting up pictures or something. I don't know what was going on. But anyway, I apologize to people on the call. I said, oh, look, sorry about all that noise in the background. Sounds like my next door neighbor's installing something. They're going, oh, we can't hear anything. Crisp I've wow. just taken it all out. Yeah, it's really good. So a thumbs up from me.
0: All right, Craig, well now let's get on to our inside of the week. And this is about business innovation. Now, we're seeing lots of interesting things happen as we all switch to working from home and retail changes and business changes forever, I've, I believe. What are some of the cool things that we're seeing taking place to encourage others about thinking about things differently?
1: Well, I'm really fascinated to see how quickly some people are are adapting and also how others are just giving up in despair. We talked about this in a previous show. Some people are just like, oh, it's doom and gloom. I I give up. I'm not going to try. And then others are like, wow, how can we adapt? What are we doing? And I like to focus on that. So some of those examples, real estate agents is one that I thought was really interesting And I assume this is probably global, but uh, certainly in New South Wales and Australia, property openings and open houses are now you're not allowed to do them. So I think at most you can do a private viewing. Correct. Anyway, real estate agents, I thought, oh, well, good luck. There goes their business. They'll really suffer. No, they're all about, oh, we'll do the virtual work, walkthroughs, check out our Instagram stories. A bunch of them are all on Instagram, doing Instagram stories, walkthroughs, check. And also you can book in and they, the real estate agent will be at the house and they'll walk around with their mobile and It's one-to-one and they're saying, oh, right, here's this room. What do you want to send you? Oh, can you show me the corner? That kind of thing. And, I mean, it's nowhere near as good as actually being there and feeling the property um, in person. But it really uh, is quite a novel way, I think, kind of obvious in hindsight. But just an example of using technology and thinking laterally and keeping your business going. So that's one example. And you've got examples as well.
0: Yeah, so look, I went to buy a dryer today and I was talking to my cousin who works in the electrical department and he was telling me, you'd think that things are slowing down. He goes, sale of electrical goods, TVs, anything where people are connecting, it's really fascinating. He goes, like, they're going out the door like hotcakes. So even then, I've even noticed, I've seen a lot of people looking for video gear and asking about things. And just the ability for people to easily interact with businesses is becoming a big thing. So one of the really cool things I saw when I was looking for, I think I was looking for some a particular microphone because I wanted to record some stuff on my iPhone. And I went to different sites. And one of these sites, they specialize in selling cameras. And so what they did was they said, oh, why don't you book in a time and we'll do a video session with you and you can ask us any questions about a camera. So, you know, I want to see inside the, what it looks like inside the lens, you know, when I take the lens off, show me what I can do with this or if I've got specific questions. And I thought that was really cool. So they had put a link on their contact page saying, do you want to, you know, a personal like shopping session where you can go around our store and we'll just demonstrate whatever you want to see. And I thought that was really cool. And then we got talking about how, you know, there is this, if people are still going to work in Australia, they are because we're trying to keep the economy going and people are at work, but people don't want to go into the store. Well, they could actually offer a personalized experience in the store to someone who's like, hey, I'll, you know, show you this washing machine, ask me all the questions because sometimes it's not readily apparent. Like when I went today, I was talking to my cousin and I said, oh, this one looks like a good deal because the price is really good. Kind of looks the same, you know, didn't have a glass window on the door. And he goes, oh, but that's got like a plastic drum. So that's not going to last as long as the one with the the metal drum, right? Or the aluminum drum, whatever it's made out of. And I thought to myself, oh, that's really good information because I actually want something of good quality. I don't just want a dryer. I actually want something good that's going to last me because I've had a string of bad dryers. So, just having that conversation with him made a massive difference and I end up paying more money to get a better product and I'm sure I'm going to be much happier with with that in the long run. So, there are so many things you can do and I even came across something really cool today. And this is in Australia, so we have energy ratings on products. And one of the things that they had done is you could actually calculate if you bought a particular, so they had all the washing machines and dryers, all the electrical equipment that have this rating. They basically knew what the power consumption was and they said, look, how many times do you use it a week? So... I thought I used the dryer three times a week. My wife said it was five. So I put in, you know, five times a week. This is the purchase costs. This is how many times are using it? Okay, well, here's the running cost per year. And then here's what it'll cost you over 10 years. And if I compared two models and then you get to see everything, you're like, oh, wow, I can buy a cheap dryer and pay heaps more for running costs. I can buy a really efficient one now and pay for it, but have really minimal running costs and recoup that money in a year. And then I could, that kind of, I show that to my wife and I like in one year, we're going to spend the same amount of money. I can just buy the better dryer and be ahead for the whole time. It's just really cool things like that people can do.
1: I think that's right. And what you're talking about, that personal shopper offerings, I think that's the big opportunity I'm going to say for retail, but what I'm talking about is I don't think the shops will open again. People won't be able to go into the shops to buy. But because they've got all that space, it's almost like the staff will stay there because they're dispersed around the store. So social distancing still there. And their customer service won't be in person. It'll all be on the phone. So whether that's FaceTime or apps or whatever. And you'll say, oh, I'm looking for this such and such. Can you help me? So there's still that personal service. Oh, can you show me that? Yeah, try it out. So it's a much better experience than just buying online. And I'll be like, oh, cool. I'll get that. Buy. And I don't know what the how they, they'll purchase. Maybe there's going to be some Someone will come up with a quick idea where you'll just put a link in and, I don't know, a text message or something and then buy and there's, that's the transactions done. Or it'll be on the Instagram. Once Instagram finally gets Instagram e-commerce working, what is going on? Why is that? Anyway, another topic there. And like this personal shopper piece, and that's what the interactions will be. The staff at the shops will still be back in there, but no customers. and The doors will be closed, but they'll still use the retail space. So I think those kind of things are going to take place. So it's all around technology enabling those connections. It's going to be very interesting times.
0: Correct. And I think it'll just accelerate the platforms that we're using already. Instagram, I think Pinterest will be another one that will really accelerate through this period as they start to get more things. And I think at the last hug, we got some of that happening already. So don't be surprised by what is going to happen. And in times like today is where we will see our next – great businesses that will come out so if you think in the GFC what's happening who are the businesses that are around who are almost like a trillion a trillion dollar businesses now it is because of the innovation at times like this so in your business I encourage you to take a step back take a day off just think about how you can do and the the simplest thing to do is ask your customers get on the phone with some of them and ask them it was funny I, I'm a part of a business accelerator one of the girls who was in there was talking. She goes, "Oh, I don't know what to do. Like, I basically lost all my market. Like, because she got um, clothes knitted in India. So she basically, all these families, all these mums were knitting clothes, and then people in in countries like ours and in Europe were buying them and paying lots of money because they were all handmade, really good material." you know, because they can't get anything out of India or Pakistan or wherever they're made, her business has just dried up. So she was like, I I don't know what to do. Like I'm standing here. Anyway, so there was, this is one day someone on that day said, well, why don't you call up and ask a few of your customers who buy your stuff, what they would think that they could get you to do. She comes back the next day and she goes, oh, they said, I'm really good at pulling people together, creating organizational change, gathering people. And she goes, we'd love if you could run some training to help our staff really get together. And she was like, I never thought of that. So there you go. So she's basically now restructured a business in this time when things are a bit uncertain. But now she's going to offer that as a training piece to businesses she already has contact with and who want her, because of her expertise, to do what she's good at. All right, Craig, anything else? Uh look,
1: each week we'll go through a few ideas, but I'm, I'm just fascinated and really quite impressed with some of the ideas I'm seeing, yeah.
0: Oh, and before I go, I thought one thing that has been working on our side with customers that we've been helping is, and I think I touched on it last week, was video Just personalised video, using that for a one-on-one interaction, especially when people are in industries that are really busy now and they're not necessarily available during. So a lot of the ones I'm talking about are in the cleaning industry, so they're stretched. Like They're like can't do anything so one of the things that's been working really well is that the guys who interact with them sending them personalized videos and they watch it in their own time and that's worked really well and got really good reaction and so much so that people go i want to do more of that oh how do i do that to people that i deal with who i can't get to so there's just another way of doing something all right craig our hubspot throwback of the week and what did hubspot announce one year ago
1: Well, I was looking at the HubSpot product blog, as we do every episode, for what they were doing April last year. Not much. They released almost nothing in April. I mean, there was a LinkedIn navigator interaction. but
0: That's right. And just before April, they'd refreshed the look of their mobile app and added some features. So, that was something that came out. And I still feel doesn't, unless you've got a mobile sales team or people who are on the road, I don't feel people even use the app. But it is good. Now, coming back to that, remember I was talking about, we were complaining about the calling thing the other day? I think it's been fixed. (laughs) Oh, right. (laughs) Excellent. It it actually worked on my phone the other day when someone called me and I was like, oh, hang on. I never saw that happen before. So there you go. So I I think it must have been resolved. The spacing issue has been fixed.
1: Oh, Excellent.
0: All right, Craig, our resource
1: of the week. So just quickly, the the HubSpot's not another state of marketing report And as we said last week, worth it just for the pictures of some of the HubSpot staff in there. Go and enjoy those. We're not going to go into detail this week except to highlight two graphs on their section on paid advertising. I thought this was interesting, though, ask the question. And uh, from memory, I think it was a bit over 3,000 people responded to this survey in um, North America. And it was, how important is paid advertising to your overall marketing strategy and by far, it was very important or extremely important. Now, why would we call that out? And I, I like how you put in the show notes. Um, have advertising is pretty important to most marketers in an inboundy way because long-time listeners would know how we used to just laugh at HubSpot knocking talking about advertising until suddenly, oh, they were talking about it in an inboundy way. But here's why, because it's extremely important. And uh, you've put a second graph around the primary goal of paid advertising.
0: Yeah, and this is really interesting. So, given that people found it very important, and there was another graph in between this third graph, which says that uh, talking about their sales and the channels, but then they said, What was the primary goal of paid advertising? And I was really surprised to see what came out on top. It said 33% of marketers use advertising to increase brand awareness. And 24 use advertising to impact direct sales, which is good, right? But brand awareness, I'm like, wow, people are still doing that.
1: It used to be the old agency joke. If you didn't get any results, you just put it down to brand awareness. But I guess for bigger companies, that is a piece. I mean, we do have clients where they say, look, we're just using this time to blast our brand out in front of the market, make sure they know we're still here. So I get that. Uh what was also interesting to me at the end was what's the primary goal? A whole bunch of people said, not sure. It's like, well that's I don't really know what to say. What's the what's the goal if you paid adverts I don't know. Someone's writing checks and they don't even know why. So anyway. That's a bit that's, scary. It is
0: Takeaway for people, I guess, understand where we are now and think about these channels and don't be afraid to test. Because over the last week or two, some of the stories I have heard of people in certain marketplaces where everyone has just gone, I'm taking all my money out, and their click rates are like 70% cheaper than before, or they're getting a far greater reach because of the people in the market have retreated now. So do not. Hold back. I would actually encourage you to have a budget to test in this period. I, I
1: totally agree, and we mentioned this last episode. I think it's it's not only cheaper click prices, which, by the way, may or not be may or may not be cheaper, uh, and in some cases they're just the same, and in some they're more expensive. I mean, if you're trying to bid on terms related related to remote working or work from home, you're probably paying more than ever for, for now. Or webcams, However, or webcams. However, for some, it might be cheaper, but For many, it's not the price, it's the fact that there's more inventory. So you might pay the same price, let's say, but there's only two ads of which you're one rather than four or five, which there might have been before. So you do get that increased impression and mind share. So worth testing.
0: All right, Craig, on to our quote of the week. And this is from Daniel Priestley and he wrote the, he's written a few books, actually. One of them being oversubscribed, which is fantastic. And this is his quote, Will you cling to how you did business in the 2010s or will you use this time to transform into an even better version of your vision, mission and values?
1: Well, will you, Ian? What
0: will you do? Absolutely, Craig.
1: Mm, I will, for sure.
0: He's a smart guy. I was on a, web, I was on a Zoom call with him uh, earlier this week and just the gold that he came up with was just unbelievable so i encourage people to go have a look now what are, what have you got for the bonus craig
1: well speaking of working from home i know every man needs dogs offering a work from home or tips and tricks but this is from takecontrolbooks.com uh, they got a whole pdf on it and at the start of the show actually i forgot to mention this when we talk about remote working there's three components really as i see it there's the tools and then there's the process and then there's the mindset i think everyone's across the tools now right that's Everyone knows about Zoom and Slack and all the tools. So it's not, I don't think that's the big hurdle. People are still struggling with process. I think they're getting around that, but it's the mindset piece that uh, people haven't caught up to. I think uh, that's where people are struggling and thinking through mindset, especially extroverts stuck at home. Uh, It's great for me. Uh, introverts and uh, our teams all remote anyway, so we're used to it. But for the yes. companies that aren't, there's a mindset piece. Anyway, this book I think is worth looking at. It's a free download. It's a but it's a free it's a proper book, right? So you can just download the PDF and it's got a whole bunch of tips and advice there. So one of many. I know it's crowded market space, but you might be interested in this one from TakeControlBooks.com.
0: Well, listeners, I hope you've had a great week working from home and juggling things, uh, we do appreciate you listening and we do hope and pray that you guys are safe and well. And you know what? When we get on the other side, we don't know what's going to happen, but we know it's going to be good. So use this time wisely and keep your spirits up. Stay connected to people. So one of the great things I heard this today when we were on a Business Connect call at church was it's actually not social distancing, it's physical distancing, but socially we're getting closer because of the amount of time we're connecting. And I thought it's a better better way to frame that because we have the tools to actually talk to people now more than ever and people actually have time because they're not tired traveling places and doing things. It's really interesting what I'm seeing taking place. But use this time wisely, like connect with people that you haven't spoken to, you know, and even for us, I think I'd love to do a Facebook Live, Craig. I know it's going to freak you out. But you know, like I just want to be able to connect with people that listen to us and just get a f- sense of who everybody is because it's a great time to do that while we're all sitting at home, enjoying in our pajamas, enjoying ourselves. <laughs> Craig, I can see you're already scared. <laughs>
1: I'm freaking out, Ian.
0: <laughs> well, listeners, thank you so much. We pray that you have a great week and we will be with you next week. Till later, Craig. Catch you later, Ian.
1: Hey there, thanks for listening to this episode of HubShots. For show notes and the latest HubSpot news and tips, please visit us
0: at hubshots.com.